Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today on Fantasy Five, Looney Tunes versus Cartoon Network. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, normally create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and real life. But today is a little bit different. To celebrate the culmination of the Six Nations Rugby, we are going to be making Rugby Seven squads instead. Once the teams are made, we will see them battle it out on the pitch to see who will be victorious. I'm Tom, and I am joined by Sam, and we are this week's Rugby Pundits. The game may have changed, Tom, but it is still our job to provide criticism and insight into the manager's lineups, and we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's fixture later in the episode. Yes, indeed, we will. Uh, we, of course, have two managers. Uh, we've got Robin, we've got Matt. First up, Robin, what's your team and how are you feeling about the sudden change of sport? Uh, Tom, I'm creating a Rugby Sevens team out of Cartoon Network characters, which I'm excited about. I know a passable amount about football, but I know quite literally nothing about rugby. So, frankly, <laughs> it's anyone's game, in my opinion. You've gone to a sort of Matt-level understanding of football, but with oh, rugby. Yeah. So, Matt, how's your rugby compared to your football, and what team have you got? Yeah, that doesn't put me well. I've been looking at YouTube videos uh, saying, like, what is simply explain rugby to me? And, oh, man, not good at all. Uh, but I've got Looney Tunes, and uh, the whole thing has actually kind of stressed me out a little bit. I've broken up in a lot of spots, and now I'm covered in acme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to the show, ladies and gents. We're here. We're ready to go. Normally, at this point, there'd be a spoiler warning, but frankly, if you're watching Cartoon Network or Looney Tunes for the plots, I don't know how to help you. What we would really appreciate is you giving us a nice review on your preferred podcast provider. Uh, iTunes is a good one. Let us know what you think, especially if it's five stars. We'd really appreciate that. Without further ado, well, I was about to say let's hear the Fantasy Fives, but I guess it's uh, let's hear the Spectacular Sevens. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robin, you are the home team. You are up first. Tell us your picks. Cartoon Network, Tom. It's a big part of my childhood, so I'm absolutely thrilled to be doing it. Um, I'm going to start with my with my scrum. So obviously in a Rugby Sevens game, only three in the scrum, two props and the hooker. I'm going to start with the props because I've decided rather than having uh, people from two different uh, fandoms in the props, I'm going to have them from exactly the same. And I'm going to have both as my two props. I'm having Buttercup, who is the green Powerpuff Girl, and Blossom, <laughs> who is the leader, the pink Powerpuff Girl. Um... I have. I mean, obviously, these guys. These are supergirls. These are superheroes. These are incredible, incredible uh, athletes. They're 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 powerful. They can fly. Um, the reason I've specifically chosen uh, Buttercup and Blossom and Bubbles hasn't made the pick. That's the blue one. The third one 
is because Buttercup is famously made from spice and Blossom is made from everything nice and Bubbles is made from sugar and you just can't have that on a rugby team. That's that's not good for the diabetes, I think. No, so fair enough. that's the reason I've chosen these two. Listen, Buttercup, we'll start with her. She's the green Powerpuff girl. She is uh, characterised as being tough and hot-headed and, uh, and Blossom is the self-proclaimed leader, okay? So she's going to be, Blossom is going to be in there uh, calling the shots within the scrum and Buttercup is just there for a bit of raw aggression, Tom. Um, yeah. she, she's amazing. Buttercup is, really, Buttercup should be, is my favourite one, um, but I had to have two for, you know, equality purposes in terms of you can't have the, the scrum turning. Um, because Buttercup, she's, I mean, she once killed a giant gorilla with one punch. <laughs> I've, never killed a, I've never killed a giant gorilla with any amount of punches and she did it in one. Listen, loads of powers. Obviously, uh, Buttercup can uh, create a, a tornado with her tongue. Amazing. <laughs> Hello. I knew a girl who could do that. <laughs> she and she's not playing hooker. <laughs> Just to clarify, the Powerpuff Girls are literally old. kindergartners. They're not. Even, <laughs> right. They're like three, aren't they? Well, uh, I happen to know that they're in third grade. They're in third grade. The, oh, uh, currently, but when they started, no, no, they've always been in third grade. They're in third grade. Wow. Uh, they are. They are, and I, I know that because of a bit of research. I did my uh, my next my next pick. Um, but yeah, so she can do that with her tongue. She can create fireballs, which she can throw at opponent. She, uh, Blossom uh, has got microscopic vision, so she can see bacteria, which would be useful for health reasons in the team. She can produce ice breath, lightning bolts, and she has advanced intelligence. Um, when I was doing this pick, though, I really, like, I don't know, I've decided I just really hate I really hate the other one. I really hate bubbles. Uh, in, in capitals, I'm reading my notes at the moment and I've got buttercup and blossom and then just in, in capitals, it's the only capitals on the whole sheet, it just says, not bubbles. <laughs> so there we go. Oh my, bubbles is, the, bubbles is the joy of the team. I'm worried made, that without her, the other two are going to fall apart. Nah, she's made of sugar. It's disgusting. Terrible for the teeth, terrible mm. for the obesity levels on my team. I can't have that with a BMI. And when you hear who I've got in my hooker position, you'll understand why I can't have too much sugar on the team. Um, so those are, my, those are my props. I think you're going to have... Uh... Uh, a lot of fans watching here I think you'll really delve into the fandom of West Ham because they'll be always chanting forever blowing off bubbles <laughs> I'm fine with it listen if it was a five-a-side team for that chant alone she could join but we're playing rugby it's a good point it is we're rugby. playing rugby I'm, I'm interested so they are um what did you say third grade Third grade. I uh, mainly remember the Powerpuff Girls being like being really fun and quite like almost you know American version of like anime almost. But the main thing I remember is that they're really small. I'm t- and I've just looked it up. Yeah. It's two foot three. How yeah. do we feel about two yeah. <laughs> two foot three girls in a scrum? I have got um, a, a reason for that. The, the reason is that they're super strong, right? So the height in terms of their strength doesn't necessarily play into it, and they can fly. So my idea was, no matter the size of the hooker, they can fly to be at the right height for the hooker, okay? They don't need to have the purchase on the ground in order to be properly pushing the way that you would want a prop to do. Okay, so they're going to be that. using their flying abilities to push rather than their, their, their standing abilities to push. And frankly, I think that their flying abilities would be significantly stronger uh, than, their, um, than their grounded abilities. I've, uh, I've done a mere second of research uh, thanks to wikipedia they did start as kindergartners and they have aged up over time so but you're picking them at third grade, third grade. that's where you well want them. actually knowing that then i didn't realize that i will have them at first grade because that takes me on <laughs> i want them younger and smaller. i want them younger i want them younger <laughs> yeah. but they're equally yeah. strong but i do want them a bit younger yeah because it takes me on to my um onto my next pick so obviously staying in the scrum i'm gonna go to the hooker i'm having from what was probably my favourite cartoon on Cartoon Network. Yeah. I'm having cow from Cow and Chicken. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A few reasons. One, you got, have you ever tried okay. to push over a cow? Have you ever? You ever tried to push over a cow? 
Oh, Tom well, definitely has. Oh, uh, yeah. Cow tipping, it's a thing. Is it? You, <laughs> you not heard of cow tipping? So, I'm sorry. Your, your <laughs> oh, no. first argument was you can't push over a cow, and you didn't Google, can you push over a cow? Well, I just thought it would be quite difficult. Um, hold on. When you cow tip, do you do it from the side, or do you do it from the front? If a cow's running at you, it, surely, because I've seen, I've seen like the bull run in Pablona, and like when a cow's running at you, that's quite bad. So, surely when you cow tip, you go for the side action, mm. right? So Because I'd imagine they're a little bit, but in a scrum, she's going forward, right? She's got the all four legs on the floor. I mean, up to you. How, how, how do you... Doesn't she's not going she walks sideways. around on her hind legs, doesn't she? she? Yeah, but she doesn't have to. Just right. I walk around on my ha- hind legs, but I can put my hands on the floor if I want to. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. That's a good point. So, um... I just think that pushing over a cow forward, I think that's going to be quite difficult. Mm. That's very tough. She's also, she's 600 pounds. 600 pounds? <laughs> that's really 600, yeah. 600 LBS pounds, yeah, not money. LBS. You're talking about weight. No, no, not money. Although, I don't know. I don't know how much the average amount for a cow is these days. Um, but <laughs> I, I reckon suppose... it's more than a pound a pound. <laughs> yeah, you get better, worse odds than that in, uh, in Asda, don't you? Um, listen, four feet for hooking, useful. That's useful. Mm-hmm. Ooh, front one, back one. Back one, front one, front one, back one, both. Sure, sure. Perfect. Also, um, now this is the main reason I want the Powerpuff Girls in first grade, is because my research was that Cow is two years older than the Powerpuff Girls. So that means that, no, she's two years older. Oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake. But you have already made the no, selection, I'm afraid. No, no, it's so. fine, it's fine, it's fine. She's two years older than Powerpuff Girls. No, this is right. She's two years older than Powerpuff Girls, meaning yeah. she's in third grade. And the Powerpuff yeah. Girls are in first grade, right? Meaning they're the same age. Is that right? Have I done the maths right there, or is that completely wrong? Hold on. She's what do you girl. mean they're the same age? Just... If they're no, that you just said oh, two years I older. Oh, myself off. All right, listen. You can they're in the same elementary age. school. They play on the same <laughs> school team. I wanted them to be the same age, guys. That's what I've done. But I haven't done the maths properly. And now Cow is two years older than the Powerpuff Girls, and I'm an idiot, and I'm embarrassed because Cow is in the third grade, and and they're never gonna their schedules are never gonna match up. But anyway, no, that's how age works. <laughs> Well, not necessarily in the animal kingdom. We know that dogs uh, have dog years, so yeah, maybe okay. cows have cow years. Maybe it's a couple, you know, a couple more. Yeah, that's Someone true. Google cow years. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> what it is. That's what I was saying, and that's what I was getting at. Um, but also, listen, I'm aware that two superheroes are stronger than a cow. However, uh, cow has an alter ego, super cow. And she has, as super cow, she has superhero strength, the ability to fly, and near invulnerability. So I feel like that's a good three unit, right? Now, arguably, I could have just had the three Powerpuff Girls, but I hate Bubbles, famously. She's an idiot. So I've instead gone for Cow, um, the preschooler. And I think she's going to be strong. I mean, she's a big, heavy girl. I think this is very strong for the scrum. Uh, two, two first graders and a cow. Um, <laughs> doesn't the hooker normally take lineouts? How do we feel about a cow throwing a ball? Uh, yeah, I actually I thought about that. Um, cow, as you said, Tom, correctly, can walk on her hind legs. Also, if you look at a picture of Cow... She has opposable thumbs on her hooves. Ooh, that is good. good. Uh, Guys, I found a cow calculator online. Uh, So what what age do you want to know? (laughs) Right, so if my my kids are like seven... Seven years old. I want to know how old a seven-year-old cow is. Calculate 38. Oh, no. 38 in cow years. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I think on my cow calculator that I've bought up, I think... But the, 
This is the real age of the cow that my cow So if you put the cow age as one year, so yeah. the, that for human years, it's 14 years old. So I want a six month old. I, we, I want cow, but six months old. Six months old. I oh, think I can't have her. Got, she, yeah. Listen, yeah. she's a famously, she's two years older. She's two years older than the Powerpuff Girls. So you may as well just leave it as two so, years older. Yeah, I can't have an embryo cow. That's going to be useless. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, if I'm honest, I don't, I don't think the age is an important part of here. You can, you can develop strong bonds without, without being the same age. I think I think you're playing yourself into a hole, Robin. Yeah, I kind yeah. of agree. I don't know why you've done this to yourself. <laughs> well, I, I haven't anymore because I can't have an embryo, can I? So let's move on. Let's move out of the scrum. Let's Love move it. out of the scrum to the scrum half. Obviously, the guy who puts the ball into the scrum. Okay, and now this was a very easy conversation uh, decision for me. I've gone for Dexter from Dexter's Lab because he is the smartest boy you've ever seen. Mm. Yes. Says the theme tune. He's the smartest <laughs> boy you've ever seen. Now, I also checked Dee Dee, who blows his experiments to smithereens, isn't a Looney Tunes character. She can only appear on a Cartoon Network team. And as long as I don't pick her, then there's nothing that can foil Dexter. He's going to he's amazing. Um, you want this from a scrum half? He's inventive. OK, he literally yeah. invents all the time. He created mm. Dexter's mm. dream machine. He created the botanical booster. He created the beardomatic. <laughs> And so on and so forth. And I know everyone's problem with Dexter would probably be for a rugby team relatively small, but he also created the Dexo Transformer, which is a a transformer, but for Dexter. So he can be like a big robot guy. Mm. And I just think that that's going to be a bit of a unit if you've got this little tiny ginger kid inside a massive robot. Um, and he also has famously invented the high five machine, uh, which is just a robotic <laughs> arm that gives really good high fives. And so we're going to have those all in the crowds, particularly when socially distancing or, or crowds is in is in uh, favour. So it's just going to be loads of arms everywhere. And when we score a try, it's about <sighs> just running around getting high fives from all these robotic arms. I mean, it is your fourth pick under the age of eight years old. Is there any concern there for you? Uh, well, I thought I thought Cal was thirty-eight. What's yeah. the what's the what's the verdict on this? Uh, no, no concern, no concern. I've got a, I've got a strong a strong young team, a strong young team. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a prod a prodigal team. Yeah, mm. I I guess my my initial worries with um with having him at such a in a pivotal role. I mean, with the scrum half, you think that their kind of core skills are going to need to be like. Well, core strength, like cardio, speed, strength, acceleration. However, I guess he is a genius and he can just make a robot suit. Mm. Dexo Transform- Transformer. So yeah, it's, oh, it's very solid. There's an episode when the Dexo Transformer comes in where he plays dodgeball with the other team and he messes mm. those guys up. Um, is there a slight worry that, you know, when Dexter gets older, he is going to become a serial killer, as in the TV series Dexter, which I think yeah. is the same character, right? <laughs> I think it's the same character. I think yeah. it's the same character. <laughs> yeah, but he's a lovable serial killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But I tell you what, maybe it's not the same character, because in Dexter, the TV series, he <laughs> loves maybe his sister. Maybe it's not. <laughs> he loves his sister, Deb. Although her name's Deb. In Dexter, the, the, the TV series, her name is Deb, the sister, and he really yeah. loves Deb. But yeah. in in Dexter's lab, he hates Dee Dee. But Dee Dee could be Deb. Dee oh Dee's short for Deb, for sure. Oh. We just merged universes and it's blown Mind canon. I need to see the teenage uh, years of Dexter. I need to see the transformation, <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so listen, that's my scrum unit then. So in the scrum, I've got the two Powerpuff Girls, um, not Bubbles, uh, Blossom and Buttercup as my, as my props. I've got the Hooker Cow and Scrum Half Dexter from Dexter's lab. Yeah. Okay, that's, or, that's I mean, my unit. It's young, but it is powerful, and I'm excited. 
Okay, so let's move now. I know that the scrum half is uh, considered a back, but let's let's move to the what I'm considering the proper backs, the ones who don't have anything to do with the scrum. Um, and I'm going to my fly half right now. Now, a fly half obviously needs good communication skills, quick decision making, ability to work under pressure, and so there's only one choice for me in this area, and that is Lothario Johnny Bravo. It's Johnny Bravo. He's there. He's there now. Yes. I wanted to carry on with my with my strength. I've got quite a strong team, and I know Dexter's definitely the weak point in that. But as Sam said, Dexter Transformer, right? He's a robot. Johnny Bravo. He's big. He's strong. He's muscular. It's really important for a fly half because you're that pivotal role between the backs and the scrum, and like you know, you're the first link in that chain, really, along with the scrum half. You have to have good communication skills, and Johnny Bravo's got great communication skills from chatting up all the birds. He's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, but, now listen, he sometimes, he, he doesn't always get the girls, but he spends ages, but he never gets the girls, but yeah, like ever <laughs> ages complimenting himself, right? So he's really good at like making everybody else feel good. He'll be like, hey, maybe you got a really nice hair, right? like what you're wearing over there. It's pretty cool. Also creative. He's very creative as a player because he comes up with really creative ways to get laid. Also, he gets rejected all the time. So you know that when he gets knocked down, he's going to get back up, guys. He's going to mm. be ready to bounce back, back to his feet. Doesn't matter. He's dropped the ball. Doesn't matter. He's back in the game. He's ready to go again. And also, in one episode, we see him wrestling an alligator. <laughs> yeah, on, on, his, uh, on his strength, I've not seen many episodes of the other things that you've said, but I have seen a few episodes of Johnny Bravo because I had a friend at university who was really obsessed with it. <laughs> and in most episodes, he loses a fight. That's like a recurring theme. He gets beaten up by children, mm-hmm. by like small animals, by women. By... He loses, he loses a, every fight he has. But Tom, he always comes back. He's always ready to go again. <laughs> Bounces back, bounce back ability. He has no idea how to use his strength, which was the first thing you said he was good for. Yeah. All right. Uh, Point taken. It's a point taken. I think the main reason he's in there, though, is his communication skills. He's going to communicate with the with the backs. Um, He's and also what a unit you 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 come out. This is good. You come out of the tunnel. Right. And you're you're the Looney Tunes. You come out of the tunnel and you see, oh, look, there's a tiny little ginger child and that big muscular guy. I'm going to go for the big ginger child. You run at the big ginger child. Suddenly it's a robot. And really, you should have gone for Johnny Bravo because he's a pushover. And all he's got (laughs) is just being able to bounce back. Um, I've had a a thought, RE Johnny Bravo. Listen, mm. if you take uh, great merchandising options, obviously the big blonde wig um, and glasses, if you take that wig and you take those glasses and you put them on Johnny Wilkinson, (laughs) tell me that they don't look exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) And there we have it. Dexter is both Dexter's Lab and Dexter the TV series, and Johnny Bravo is a biopic based on Johnny Wilkinson. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I'm going to move on to my next role. My next role is the centre, and this is the one I'm most happy with. I am taking Ben 10. We're going back down. Back down in age. Back down in age. I'm taking Ben 10 with the ability of the original 10. Okay. Now, for anybody who watched a lot of Ben 10, which trust me, I have. My little brother, Zach, is a huge Ben 10, was a huge Ben 10 fan when he was a kid. And he has the ability to turn into 1,912,000 aliens. Okay. (laughs) That's too many aliens. I'd rather he just stuck to the original 10 that he knows really, really well. And obviously, we all know. We all know the original 10. Everyone knows it's Heat Blast, Wild Mutt, Diamond Head, Accelerate, Grey Matter, Stink Fly, Rip Jaws Upgrade, Ghost Freak, and the imaginatively named Forearms. Um, Okay, so (laughs) he is the key to both our attack and our defense, Ben 10. So I need speed, power, and flair. 
So I've gone through the 10 aliens he can turn into. I'm specifically interested in Heat Blast, Wild Mutt, Diamond Head, Accelerate, Forearms, and Stinkfly. Rip Jaws, Upgrade, and Ghost Freak, and Grey Matter can do one. I'm not interested because that one of them, like, he breathes underwater. One of them, he's not completely solid. You don't want that from a rugby player. But all the other guys, Heat Blast, he can fire fire. Wild Mutt, basically his smell is so good that it's radar. Um, Diamond Head can transform his body into anything just made of diamonds, so it's super, super, super hard. Accelerate. He can accelerate to 500 miles per hour in two seconds. Forearms. Whoa. He's got super strong. He's got four arms, hasn't he? And Stinkfly can fly. <laughs> and also, it, also, he can produce really stinky methane. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else could uh, make a lot of methane would be if it was Ben 10 was a cow, which also, by the way, would be, uh, I think, 50. It would be Ben 50. <laughs> According to the um, calculator. And that's that's Ben. That's Ben. That's why he's in my team. Uh, he's the Can absolute I, centra. Cent- centra. I just need to step attack. in right now, and I can't believe none of us said calculator earlier. Let's oh! <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing for us. I, I mean, the website's the one who's missed the biggest joke. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so, you ne- I mean, you need to be quite good at tackling as a centre. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to be honest, if I'm the opposition team, I don't want to get tackled by... Diamond head forearms. No, no. <laughs> those are two. All right, let's let's not get carried away. Those are two separate aliens. Ah, so they he can't, would have to choose. Right, he can't do them all at once. Yeah. So for anyone who, who right. doesn't know Ben Ten super well, which I imagine is most people, he wears a yeah, watch, a... and on the watch he can yes. basically spin it and choose an alien he wants to turn into. Now there's over a million of them, but just the ten, and I'm sort of taking six of those ten. Um, so here's a fun thing uh tom give me give me something that could happen in a rugby game um you could get really badly injured oh can you no he can't because he's made of diamonds sam give me something else (laughs) (laughs) um uh, just talk to me about is he kicking is he is he taking conversions uh yeah he's kicking when he's forearms and he's using his super strength just because he's got forearms doesn't mean he hasn't got super strong legs as well Mm. (laughs) and that's ben 10 Fight me. I also, like, do we think so? All of this power comes from his watch. Well, yes. Do we? So I, I hadn't thought about that. What if it gets nicked? However, well, you've got you've got um, you've got Dexter. If surely, if Dexter sees that watch, he can replicate it ten times, and then you can be ten all ten people at once. Mm. Oh my god, that's so much better than what I've done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dex is making them for everyone on the team. Uh, perfect. Oh wow. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Listen, we're going to move on. Uh, I've got two. Well, two more points to make. Really, my my wing. Right. We're going to the wing. This is my final sure. pick of the of the game. Uh, and my wing. Listen, it's easy. Such an easy decision for me. Now, the point of a winger has got to be fast. Got to be. It's just it's just pace, right? That's all. That's all it is. It's outrunning and yeah, catching. Sure. That's basically a winger. So I am choosing Shaggy from Scooby Doo, because. <laughs> He spends his absolute life running away from monsters. Does he ever get caught? Oh, that's a hard no. Never caught. You never catch him because he's, he's quick. He's, he's on his feet. He runs so fast you can't see his feet. They just become like a blur underneath him. Also, and he's, the, the, the location of my home stadium is important for Shaggy. My home stadium where we're playing today's game is the corridor in a haunted mansion. And here's the tactic. The tactic is this. Scrum off, gets it. Dexter lobs the ball. He boots it miles up the pitch no one's going to get to that that's far too far apart from Shaggy who takes one step out of the pitch through a door appears at another door the other end of the pitch he's got the ball <laughs> where's everyone else nowhere near nowhere near because Shaggy's just disappeared amazing and that's it that's the, that's the tactic that's the tactic I, I'm a bit worried that if I was going to list Shaggy's top three traits it would be lazy gluttonous and cowardly mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just think on a rugby pitch is that not going to be a big issue Right, listen, 
Gluttony, I will give you. Laziness, I'm not sure I will. He will go out of his way to get a sandwich. He'll go out of his way to run away from a monster. So I, I'm not sure I'll take lazy. He, he's, he's, he's a bit dopey, but lazy, I think, it would be an unfair accusation. Gluttony, sure, he's got an appetite. My boy can run. He's going through the, the doors. I don't mind. I'm feeding him subs all day long. You want an Italian BMT? It's yours, mate. You want a spicy Italian? It's yours, mate. Done. Okay. And what about the cowardice? Cowardice? Doesn't matter. He's, he's there for running. Good. Be scared. Let's, let's lend that fear. That fear can propel you up the pitch. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with the, with the terror. Okay. All right. I mean, if, if you're into it. Also, I guess you, we're talking here about Shaggy as in the, in, the, in the Cartoon Network version, not the original, uh, not well, OG this Shaggy. It. This is it. As, as, as referee here, I'm going to have to point this out. Like, are we, is this a legitimate claim that, that Shaggy could even be in your team as a I, I saw this coming. I saw this, this villainous <laughs> slander coming my way. And referee, I present to you the following statement. Turner Broadcasting <laughs> in 1991 purchased Hanna-Barbera. In 1994, the Scooby-Doo franchise became exclusive to Cartoon Network Turner Networks. Meaning, Cartoon Network and the Turner Networks, well, the Turner Networks is the, is the company that owns Cartoon Network, TBS Superstation and TNT. They own <laughs> Shaggy. <laughs> They own Shaggy. Now, my argument would be, listen, we, we, we can't have... If, if the Saracens own a player and the Wasps have once owned him, it's still the Saracens player. Yeah, I mean, you make a very compelling argument. I've, uh, incredibly. I've actually just gone to... I was like, I'm just going to look this up. Um, and yes, you're, you're completely right, obviously. But do you know the original two creators of Scooby-Doo? What their no. names are. One of them is called Joe Ruby, which is one letter away from rugby. <laughs> the other guy is called Ken Spears. A spear is a rugby tackle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. The gosh. perfect player. The perfect player. I'm, al- I'm allowing it for that. <laughs> um, and listen, so that's my team. Just before we, um, we, we rip that apart, and I just want to tell you my final tactic. Right, which is a team-wide tactic that doesn't rely on one player in particular. This is more of a managerial decision. From 2001 to 2006, there was a show on Cartoon Network called Baby Looney Tunes, which was all of the Looney Tunes, but as babies. Now, this was a Cartoon Network original, so here's my plan. It's called indoctrination. When they're kids, they're little babies. I get them onto my youth team. I, I give them candy when they do good jobs. I, I, I flip them a, a, a shiny shilling to go, go pop down the sweet shop. Right? And then I build them up and up and up. And then slowly but surely, I start to break their spirit. Right? I tell them that they're rubbish at rugby. They're never going to make it. You're never going to be there. Then I say, well, listen, you join the Looney Tunes uh, team that's coming up. And if you want to really impress me, you come and you play against me. But... You need to lose that game. I need to see that you can take defeat. And they'll then go. They'll go to their team. They'll train. They'll fool the manager. And then I'll welcome you, them back with open arms once they've lost against me. So do that for me, Taz. You do that. Go I on. I think you've just created the Hitler Youth. <laughs> and think- also, similar to the Hitler Youth, if they won't do that, I'll just break their legs with a bat before they're old enough to join an adult team. <laughs> I think one of the problems that... You've set this up, Robin, with your contract stuff, yeah? All mm. your contracts talking with Shaggy is mm. that these baby Looney Tunes are not the original, original Looney Tunes. These are Cartoon Network owned. The original Looney Tunes are owned. So these, these baby Looney Tunes do not grow up into the Looney Tunes that Matt's got. Uh, you've you've contract yeah. talked your way out of this. Yeah, that tactic does not work. No, that's a shame. So, well, that's all right. I've got all the other stuff with my players. But what you're saying is that I've just... Um, 
committed some fairly awful, awful, awful abuse on these children. children, Looney Tunes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) And maybe assume that they're clones created by... I'm really keen on Dexter. (laughs) Clones created by Dexter. Sam's just going to watch Dexter's laboratory on top. I really... (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching... Robin, you're probably too young for this, but I really remember watching... They were created by Cartoon Network as like a, hey, here's five pilots. Which ones do you like? And I remember watching them all. Oh, at cool. the very beginning it was Dexter's Lab Johnny Bravo Powerpuff and I think there was like two others that. Oh, I bet Courage was one Courage the Cowardly Dog which was my favourite Cartoon Network show but uh, listen his, he's called Courage the, the Cowardly Dog he wasn't going to make it he's worse <laughs> no, than Shaggy is um, that's my team guys that's my team um, any any final thoughts before I before I run through it honestly largely impressed um, apart from your child abuse and your your average team age which I think is like 11 uh, which is maybe a slight concern in terms of experience. Robin, could you remind us of your spectacular seven? Of course. It, my props are Buttercup and Blossom, but not Bubbles! My hooker is Cow. My scrum half is Dexter. My fly half, Johnny Bravo. My centre is Ben 10, uh, with a focus on Heat Blast, Wild Mutt, Diamond Head, Accelerate, Forearms and Stinkfly. And my wing is Shaggy. Love it. We will be back after a short message from our sponsors with Matt's Looney Tunes team. 
I looked into it. Apparently, a skunk can uh, fire its butt mist up to twenty. Uh, sorry, up to ten feet away. So, like in a circumference, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. So he's got a, a sort of a ten foot reign of terror uh, coming out of his <laughs> his bee hole, and uh, that's that's pretty good. That's keeping people away. So if he's got the ball, no one wants to come near it. <laughs> Uh, now, also, he uh, we realised that he's really going to hunt people down. So that's his defensive tactic. He's like attacking tactic. If I want Pepe to go after someone, then here's the plan. Pepe Le Pew always really likes this uh, this cat in the cartoons that accidentally has a white sort of stripe on its back. And uh, and because of that, he's like, that must be a skunk. I want it. <laughs> My theory is... I'm going to get some craftspeople, a carpenter, to erect a little white picket fence in front of the enemy team dugout, or whatever it's called in rugby, and the fr- it's going to be freshly painted with a small nutch of land taken away beneath the fence. The enemy players, whenever they have to go into and out of their dugout, have to scrape underneath the fence, therefore getting a white line of pa- paint on their back, <laughs> thus making them all look like sexy, sexy skunks. So Pepe is going to want to chase them down and take them to the ground. That's the theory. It's my tactic. It's about as clever as it's going to get. So, so wait, the paint is coming off of the picket fence? Yes. It happens a lot in Pepe Le Pew okay. uh, cartoons. <laughs> this, the black, if a black cat goes under a freshly painted fence, instantly he wants it. He, he, he needs to get up in that. You, you could potentially just use the lines from the pitch if, if they've been freshly... <gasps> Perfect. Then okay. you don't need the carpent. The carpenter. <laughs> you don't need the car- carpenter's fired. Saving some money. Going to wait for the linesman, which I know in yes. sport is the person who paints the lines. Okay, we wait for the linesman to come along. <laughs> then I then I challenge the other team to a roly poly competition. They all idiotically roll across the lines, end up looking like skunks. They get hounded by Pepe. Mm. Oh, yeah. In Matt's in Matt's rugby team, his first tactic is roly poly competition, so that he can pretend the other team is a well, sexy skunk. I, 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 <laughs> fart, farting in the scrum was his first. His first that tactic. one I liked. That, was that one I liked. <laughs> very strong. Yeah. We know we know that Pepe. He's quite um. He's very flirty. I look forward to the battle with Johnny Bravo on the pitch of their kind of both their flirty natures. Things could uh, it could go either way. They could either you know resent each other or form an incredible friendship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Each other's wingmen. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, uh, there are two props in a rugby team. Slow me down if I'm going too fast for you. <laughs> so for the other prop, I'm going for Wiley Coyote. Okay. Uh, Wiley Coyote is the coyote uh, who is always trying to trap Roadrunner. You know, he's always uh, tra- trying to kill and eat Roadrunner. So uh, my theory is that... If someone's going to be the prop, it's got to be Wiley Coyote because he has the most props. This guy <laughs> has so many props. He clearly obviously has a subscription to the Acme Corporation so he can get all his anvils and stuff. But all these props are going to be very useful. He can use anvils to block the enemy path. Uh, you know, he can tackle people with pianos that swing in through unnecessarily complicated Rube Goldberg machines. You know, the, the guy's quite inventive. Also, very uncomfortable to tackle himself. You know, if you try and tackle him, he just has a surplus of knives and forks and uh, and napkins on him. So you tackle a man with loads of forks and knives in his pocket, it's going to hurt you. (laughs) Uh, Now, I I was trying to think of what what else can protect him. Uh, Watching a bunch of these cartoons, uh, Wiley Coyote, who was always using like TNT and missiles and stuff, uh, he often, uh, these things explode in his face a lot. And a thing that he uses defensively is an umbrella. Now, sure, the umbrella always gets completely incinerated and he ends up with a sort of rusty, burnt punch of spokes in his hand. But, hey, that's pretty good. You don't want to tackle a guy holding a broken umbrella. How awkward is that? 
That's so uncomfortable and painful. I mean, all good reasons. Also, you've got to think, if this guy who sets up these piano and anvil traps, he's got to have some pretty amazing upper body strength to set these things up, you know? He's carrying anvils and ground pianos up mountains. He's he's buff. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he uses a bit of hoist work, but most of it is just pure brawn. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely he's buff. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, those are my, those are my two props. Uh, the prop guy, and uh, I realise, of course, uh, that Pepe is, he is the loose prop, which works well, because he's loose. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you, no, I, re- I love Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. Do you know that there are very strict, like, laws and guidelines as to how they interact with each other, and as to how Wile E. Coyote is? So, for example, no outside force is allowed to hurt Wiley Coyote at all. It's only his own ineptitude and failure that can cause him injury. All right, and I think so. That's a very that's a very powerful ability. If the the other team can't hurt him, he can only hurt himself. <laughs> yeah, he's he's contractually obliged to not be hurt by any people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do worry about away games because another one of the rules is that all of the action has to be confined to their natural environment. <laughs> that's oh, why I worry really? about away games <laughs> well, I, I need to read these contracts better <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah another one is that uh, his greatest enemy is gravity <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's not in the lineups but apart from that he's fine yeah okay cool you know pro- pros and cons we all have them great well there you go those are my, those are my props now uh, also in the, on the forwards you have a hooker uh, and I've gone for Porky Pig who is, of course, the pig? Uh, now we've already we've already talked to the mass of cows, but uh, my, my, a pig a pig roughly weighs about three hundred kilograms, so that's already quite a, a sizable heft to try and tackle. Uh, but of course, he's going to be a little bit more than that because he always wears a little bow tie and jacket. So we're, we're talking we're talking like three oh five five kilograms five kilograms of jacket and bow tie. That is a heavy bow tie. <laughs> I reckon. Uh, okay, so already you've got, you've got the mass issue, um, which, hey, if you know about rugby, maybe the forwards need to be big. I didn't get that deep to find I didn't find out. Uh, so he's got that. Now, he also, despite being so heavy, he can also fly over other people. As long as there's the smell of a fresh-baked pie and he can follow the smell trails, he can hover directly over the people, <laughs> over the ground, over the enemy. Just fly his way all the way to the end of the pitch. So uh, on the staff, I've fired my carpenter, so now I've hired a baker. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to do some of that. Uh, Robin has suggested that the home uh, pitch that we're actually playing today is going to be the uh, Haunted Mansion Corridor yeah. So that uh, from Shaggy Scooby-Doo times. Now, I'll tell you what Porky is not afraid of is Haunted Mansion Corridors, because, of course, he was in the Super NES video game Porky's Big Haunted Holiday in 1995. You can bet your little Porky butt there was a lot of corridors in that. So he's not afraid of danger, especially spooky dangers. He's, he's been there, he's seen it. That's a good reason to include him in this particular match, which for some reason is in a haunted corridor. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, also lo- looking into some other stuff about pigs. Pigs can't sweat. So that means that they're either very athletic or is a rock. But my, my guess is that they're athletic. They don't sweat. I think that's a good attribute for a uh, sports person. Mm. Also, don't sweat. It almost sounds like he, just, he doesn't worry about stuff either, you know? Yeah. He yeah. doesn't sweat it. Yeah, he doesn't sweat and he don't sweat. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, you know, famously Porky Pig, uh, he, uh, he always makes it to the end and knows how to close. Uh, and the, 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 that is all I have to say on the matter. Porky Pig. <laughs> I think he's good. I think he's a solid pick. Um, he's 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 a charmer. I think so. 
Yeah, people people have tattoos of him on a, on an arm, don't they? Uh, so that's good for the merch. Merch. I assume a tattoo is a type of merch. So yes, most most professional sports stadiums have in-house tattoo parlors. Yeah, just for uh, once you picked your favourite. Now uh, we've had the fours. Then come the backs, which, after uh, hours of research, are the people who do a lot of kicking and running. Yes. Yep. You have got it right again, Matt. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, okay, so first of all is the is my scrum half, who's the Tasmanian Devil. Nice. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I always get this, but so Tasmanian Devil is, that's what you refer to him, it's his name, but it's also his species. What a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think is he, is he Taz the Tasmanian Devil? Yeah, that, yeah. If you're saving full some title? time, yeah. Which also, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he is a very strong attacker. Uh, he can. Uh, I've looked it up. He can blast through trees, bushes, and hills like a cyclone, according to LooneyTunesFandom.com. Bushes, people. Bushes. Hey, what's the size of a bush? Another player. So he can. <laughs> he can just blast straight through them. Uh, so that's a fantastic uh, attacking thing. Uh, he can eat anything, uh, he can which eat is anything, uh, anything apparently. So in uh, the episode of uh, Tasmanian Devil, Devil May Care, he is described as having a uh, a quote a ravenous appetite. He eats tigers, lions, elephants, buffaloes, donkeys, giraffes, octopuses, rhinoceroses, mooses, and ducks. Whoa. But no mention of cows. <laughs> no, but a moose is bigger and stronger than a cow. A rhinoceros. Bigger and stronger than a cow. Tastes different, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. But uh, my, my, my theory is, okay, as a tactic, uh, obviously we, you know, we like to stay away from fouling each other and, and that stuff. But if a person is just running open mouthed forwards and you <laughs> end up in his mouth, uh, that's not a foul. You're the idiot who, got, who fell into someone's open mouth. Well, you've got to remember in rugby as well, like just smashing into people is a lot more allowed, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this, his whirlwind chomping tactic is going to be, he's going to get away with it a lot more easily than if it were a football game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I kind of liken it to like in real life, if a rugby player accidentally swallowed a fly, he's not going to get sent off. <laughs> so that's the, that's the Taz uh, loophole. Uh, okay, so that was a scrum half. The, also, my fly half is Speedy Gonzalez, mm. who is a very, very fast uh, little mouse uh, with, a, with a great big sombrero. Now, he's the, he's, uh, the fastest mouse in Mexico, is his statistic, uh, which apparently he can cover a certain distance in a certain amount of time. That means that he can run at 22 miles per hour. So that sounds quite fast. But we know that all rodents are the fastest creatures in the yep. world, this is this has been proved by the podcast before. Yes, but Robin did make a claim that one of his alien things could run at five hundred miles an hour, which does uh, rather leave you wanting yeah. for pace. Also, I think you'll find that, um, and I don't mean to embarrass you here, but I think it's rats specifically that are the fastest animals alive. I think that mice don't feature on that. Uh, so I'd be interested to know how fast the fastest rat in Mexico is. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't really did. Was trying to Google well, the fa- you know fastest mice in in Mexico. It turns out that's another thing. But on, on arebaforever.org, uh, I did find out that yeah, Speedy can indeed run at twenty two point three six nine four miles per hour. So let's not uh, forget the decimal point there. Now he can also uh, now obviously he's very small. He's a mouse. So you throw the ball to him. Hey, yeah, you gotta catch it. Don't worry, he has a giant sombrero. That ball's gonna land in that thing like an old ball and cup game. That's how I figure it out. So he catches things in his sombrero. That's uh, cute. That's great. Now, uh, also, in terms of his strength, I've seen him carry wedges of cheese that are clearly several times his own size, which yes. bodes well for carrying a ball. I mean, the, just the mm. ratios, it all works for me. 
Uh, also, uh, he's going to have a good international following, I'd say. He can actually speak three languages. He can speak English, Spanish, and English with heavy-handed Spanish. So, <laughs> as an accent. So, he's trilingual, which I think is really good. It's the international press tours. He's the man you're going to be interviewing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Uh... He's he's a charismatic little little dude, you know. And in recent years, he's actually voiced by Mexican people. Um, yes. So that's I feel like that's a, re- a really good sign. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was uh, t- taken off the uh, off the books, so to speak, for quite a few years. Uh, but then the because uh, you know it was considered a bit of a, an unfortunate stereotype. Uh, mm. However, the actual people of uh, Mexico said, "Oh no, we we quite like him. Uh, he's he's very uh, optimistic and uh, he's very strong and he's very good and he always gets away with everything. So uh, we we quite like him. So they brought him back. He, he's back for Space Jam, isn't he? Oh, yes, oh yeah. Right. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Did you know? So just in terms of his his stereotype, did you know that he's got a cousin? Really? Yeah. In terms of stereotype, what do you reckon his cousin's called? <laughs> We've got Speedy Gonzalez. I don't want cousin, to say it. I don't want to say it. Slowpoke Rodriguez. No, I didn't. Oh, I don't man. like it. <laughs> hey, a lot of these cartoons, but they began in like the 30s. You know, <laughs> different time. Different time. Um, okay, so uh, now I have a, a, a position called the center, which mm-hmm. I, I mean, hey, in football, I was starting to learn that that might mean that they're somewhere in the middle of the pitch. But this is rugby; <laughs> it's a new game. I don't want to put money on that. However, <laughs> as my center, I'm going to have Lola Bunny. Ah, oh, now, Lola Bunny, uh, who uh, made her first appearance in Space Jam, indeed. Uh, so she is the sort of sexy female counterpart uh, to Bugs Bunny. Uh, it's his love interest. And she is she's very sort of, uh, she looks like a high school cheerleader kind of a look, you know, she mm. uh, for a bunny, but she has like kind of these, she's very tan and like blonde and, and um, wears crop tops. So Lola Bunny, uh, now her tactic is to take the ball underground and run the length of the pitch below soil. <laughs> nice. Which, uh, obviously, famously, they do a lot in uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, she obviously has all of the skills of Michael Jordan who is already a world-class, uh, looked it up, he's already a world-class sort of baseball player and has a very high handicap, golf uh, handicap. Mm. So if he can if she can pick up his natural ball-based skills, then she's going to be fantastic at this because this uh, is a sport with a ball in it. Yeah, I mean, you've gone for Lola over Bugs here in this position. I mean, Bugs feels like the talisman of Looney Tunes. It, it would be the one to go for, but uh, as I was going through this list, and indeed the general Looney Tunes list of characters... Man, is it a sausage fest. <laughs> Damn. I looked at, for most of the female characters in Looney Tunes are the female version of the male characters. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. So uh, I haven't exactly not done that because now I've gone for, so Lola Bunny's just like a sexy Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but the way I see it is that that can be a tactic. So her main tactic is to be so distractingly hot to the other team that their eyes just pop out of their heads, the hearts beat out of their chest, and tongues roll out onto the field in front of them. Uh, and this is obviously just for a no, non-contact uh, fouling sort of system. Mm. Uh, or, you know, you, she's not going to get done for fouling. She's not even touched these people. And she's made their eyes rupture, their hearts stop. Mm. And uh, she can she can kill a load of people. And it's all without being arrested. So presumably you're taking her from Space Jam 1. Because I don't know if you've seen in the news, this literally this week with the announcement yeah. of Space Jam 2, that people are upset that she's not sexy enough. Really? I now have to immediately look at Lola Bunny's Space Jam 2. Okay. Because she's got like... You know, athlete sports gear on as opposed to I'm a sexy rabbit. Um, (laughs) Hey, that just shows her dedication and commitment to actually being good at the sport. She's wearing the right gear now. Mm. Uh, Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, 
Also, I figured specifically which should be good with rugby because uh, bunnies uh, famously lay chocolate eggs, which are a similar shape to rugby balls. So she's familiar with the grip. When, well, yeah, I mean, she's obviously going to be able to capture them, catch them because she's used to catching the fast ones that pop out of a rabbit hole. So she'll be all right with, uh, with that. Skills, skills, skills. Lola Bunny. I don't know how to deal with what you just said. I, I like her. Yeah, I think it's strong. I think it's very strong. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's. I think she's a really good shout. She's very confident in Space Jam. Very confident. Yeah, she's uh, gifted. Very much so. Now, uh, the final position is the wing, uh, which, like I say, just falls under my bracket of can kick and run. So I've gone for Road Runner, uh, now or otherwise known as Accelerati Incredibus. <laughs> <laughs> now. We're talking about fast running. Uh, I, I looked this one up. On the Looney Tunes trivia quiz, it states that the speed of Roadrunner is between 200 and 400 miles per hour. Oh, now we're talking. Really now good. we're talking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know why I have Speedy on Gonzalez on for speed when I've got someone who's literally hundreds of times faster. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so also it's weird. With the, the statistic is literally... Uh, yeah, that they go between 200 and 400 miles per hour. Does that mean that the slowest that Roadrunner can possibly ever go is 200 miles per hour? Like, he can't stop. <laughs> it's kind of tragic. The, the guy just lives constantly flying forwards, going, ah, I can never buy a house. Or does it mean that whenever he does move, the minimum speed is 200? So even if he just takes one step forward, that step is 200 miles an hour, so he would just move so quickly one step. I believe that's fair. I think that, I think that, that you, when, he, when he takes one step to sort of avoid a boulder or whatever in the cartoons, he moves really quick, doesn't he? It's like, boink, like his legs go very quickly and then his body follows afterwards. So I yeah. think that's all. I think yeah, that's right. yeah. Fair play. Well done, guys. That uh, defended the uh, Looney Tunes trivia quiz and uh, they were saying something that makes sense. Uh, finally, um, I need someone who's going to be confident enough on the uh, pitch to uh, to have the ball thrown to them. He's going to be asking for the ball all the time. Famously, his uh, catchphrase is going, me, me. And so people are just going to be like, hey, who should we throw the ball to? Me, me. Uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> That's arguably the greatest reason given for any other players on the pitch today. Uh, <laughs> it's very good. I've... Uh... It's, there's another. There's another. As the ref, I've got to point it out. Oh, there's yeah. another rule at play here from the laws and regulations of Wiley Coyote, a roadrunner, and that is that a roadrunner cannot run unless he is on a road. Oh <gasps> man, it's in a corridor, mate. Wait, oh wait, no, is it a tarmac, is it a tarmac corridor? <laughs> well, well, listen, I've, you've got a, you've got a carpenter and a, and a chef, so why, uh, why not? Why not? Oh, I just a, fired the carpenter. I'm getting back. It's so awkward. We have to call them back. I don't think you want a carpenter to tarmac a road. Oh yeah. Wait. Yay. Sorry, I have to turn this fired again now. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> okay. So I need a I need a road maker and a road runner. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. Gosh, God, there's so many stipulations on this I, damn guy's I feel content. Like the, I feel like the Acme company produce a lot of hardware. You know, there's anvils yes, and stuff. So I true. think that tarmacking is not outside of their uh, remit. Yeah, you are going to need to get planning permission, though, to lay it down in this haunted old mansion. Uh, like, you need to get that in early doors because this is a protected building, listed quite clearly. Okay, mm. okay, well, it's three months on a council waiting list to get yeah. that sort of stuff put through. 300 quid, let's do it. I'm putting the, the <laughs> application in now. <laughs> Sorted. Uh, well, that, that's my uh, that's my full team. Uh, I've got a few people in the uh, on the backstage area. I've got uh, Tweety Bird is going to be on social media because she's good at sending <laughs> tweets. <laughs> and Elmer Fudd is going to be on bar duty because he loves the shots. So. <laughs> Yay! Good. That's the gold for you. Uh, yeah. So, they, uh, what do you think, guys? 
That's Looney Tunes. I mean, I'm very impressed. It's suitably wacker, Mamie. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot more sort of stadium reconstruction than I was expecting. <laughs> uh, but hey, I'm, I'm amazed that Bugs or Daffy. No Bugs, no Daffy. Mm. I went at uh, the big three. I had Porky, and hey, I, Bugs was going in, and then I was realizing how much of a, an yeah. absolute bag of sausages. Uh, this missing whole team my is. two faves: Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam, but. I, it's difficult. It's difficult to find where they'd go into this team, though. Yeah, Falcon Leghorn could be the whistle. He could be the ref whistle. <laughs> Position in the team, referee's whistle. Matt, remind us of your spectacular seven. I am sticking with that for the rest of the episode. Remind us of your spectacular seven. Okay, so the tallest, biggest, strongest ones are Pepe Le Pew, Porky Pig, and Wiley Coyote. And the kicky, runny ones are Tasmanian Devil, Speedy Gonzalez, and Lola Bunny, and Roadrunner. Gosh, so I forgot how many seven was. <laughs> <laughs> we have our teams. Now let's chat to our managers to see what they think their chances are now that the lineups are in. Robin, you have just heard Matt's Looney Tunes team. What do you think your chances are? Really very, very, very good, Tom. I, I didn't realise quite how unsuperhero-y lo- Looney Tunes were. I've got, I've got arguably three superheroes and an incredible inventor on my team who could basically transform into a superhero. I just don't think a bird and a fox are going to have it. It's just not a problem. A pig, a bird and a fox versus a, one robot. Nah. It's, it's over Was with. there a fox? It, that's what coyote is, isn't it? It's like a type of fox. Like well, that, that <laughs> lack of understanding of biology is what's going to be your downfall. I'm worried about that, Robin. Nah, superheroes, isn't it? Bring it. Mm. Well, uh, let's see how Matt's feeling uh, after Robin's uh, arrogance. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, good luck trying to tell yeah, foxes and, and coyotes. Uh, I'm going to give you a lesson in animal logic. Hey, if you, if you don't learn anything from this defeat, it's going to be at least some animals. <laughs> uh, yeah, overall, uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I need to obviously go through a lot of different contract negotiations to try and get Roadrunner and, uh, and friggin' Wily Coyote off this system where they can only run on roads in a desert and only touch themselves so yeah i need to quickly sort that out but yeah hopefully we'll be ready for match well we've got our teams those are the final thoughts it's time for kickoff welcome to haunted corridor stadium which has recently been tarmacked after weeks of tedious form filling Roadrunner, who must be delighted to be actually allowed to run today, is just chatting with Speedy Gonzalez before the match about prospective holiday destinations. Roadrunner really wants to go to an island in the Caribbean. Looks like Speedy is suggesting Aruba Aruba. And to kick us off, here comes Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) And we're off! An early scrum sees Dexter popping the ball in. He's calculated that placement perfectly, of course, and Cow hoofs it back. Johnny Bravo tries to run for the gap, but oh-ho-ho! Wily Coyote whips out an anvil and the big man crashes into it. Bravo is checking his face for any sign of damage and Taz spins in to pick it up. Devilish footwork from the Aussie sensation here. In comes Buttercup with an uppercut and the two go to ground. Blossom's piling on. Porky Pig is snuffling about in the pile of bodies. Oh, the ref has had to stop play here after the incredible weight of Porky's bow tie might do some damage. Ben 10 receives a pass and is transforming into some sort of awful land fish. That is Ripjaws, a Pisces Volan alien with almost unbreakable teeth and a bioluminescent lure. And how did you know that? I'm reading it right off the wiki entry, Sam. Landfish Ben 10 passes out to Shaggy, who misses the catch. Shaggy is trying to blame it on the Pisces Volan. 
He's insisting it wasn't me. But that fumble is going to cost Cartoon Network as Roadrunner is there to snap up the loose ball. Incredible pace. Meep, meep, all the way over the line. And it's a try for Looney Tunes. <laughs> he couldn't have gone faster in a Jeep Jeep. It's 5-0 and here comes the conversion. Pepe Le Pew putting some stank on it. 7-0. Johnny Bravo with the ball now. Drops a shoulder to get past Porky Pig who's stuck in the mud. But Bravo is stopped dead in his tracks by Lola Bunny. He appears to be trying to flirt with the rabbit. And bam, my God, Lola has kept him in place long enough for Wiley Coyote to drop a piano on top of Bravo. Absolutely brutal. As ever, though, he will bounce back. Penalty now as Pepe Le Pew has passed forward. He's always a little too forward. Ben 10 transforms into forearms and converts a powerful dropkick for three. 7-3. And that's half-time. Corky is showing off his impressive music knowledge for the half-time entertainment. Mumford and Sons, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, they've all lined up and someone has asked him what sort of musicians they are. That's all, folk! And there's the kickoff for the second half. Johnny Bravo has been tackled and has got a white line of paint all over his back. Pepe Le Pew has seen this and is very interested. He is sensually making his approach. Yes, Johnny is very interested and they get down to it on the field. Neither of them can believe their luck. A first for both of them here, so they'll be out of action for at least the next 15 seconds. Pepe Le Pew has let go a terrible stench in the scrum and it's resulted in Looney Tunes coming away with the ball. Ben 10 is going in to tackle as Heat Blast. Oh no, the fire on his head has set fire to the methane where the scrum was causing a terrible explosion. Dexter on hand, luckily, with the fire extinguisher. Bugs and Daffy watching dejectedly from the stands as we see some rapid interplay from Taz to Speedy to Roadrunner and back. Well, you can't defend against this sort of pace. Especially if you're a cow. Which cow is? Underlay, underlay, it's a quick breakaway try and Pepe, oh no, Pepe misses the conversion. He very rarely scores. It's 12-3 to the Looney Tunes. Dexter to Johnny Bravo, Johnny Bravo to Ben 10, who has transformed into Ghost Freak? That's a completely translucent ghost. The ball flies right through him. And Shaggy is utterly terrified. He's, he's run through one of the many doors here in the corridor. Oh, dear. Lola Bunny is brushing her ears out of her eyes in slow motion while steamy saxophone music plays. Shaggy suddenly realising that Scooby isn't the only one he wants to give a bone. Wait a second. Where's the ball? I was distracted by the hot rabbit. Where is the hot rabbit? All I can see is a mound of soil rapidly making its way down the pitch. There she is, bursting from her hole with the ball. Could this be a try from Lola? Oh, no! Oh, she's been tackled by Buttercup. A good effort from Lola Bunny there, but who can withstand the might of a seven-year-old girl? Dexter is building something in the middle of the pitch here. Uh, it's, it's a set of traffic lights. And Roadrunner sprinting at his full 400 miles an hour with the ball right up to the lights. Oh, which Dexter has set to constant red. Roadrunner won't be going anywhere. <laughs> and Roadrunner clattered to the floor by both Blossom and Buttercup, who utterly deck him. 
The ref is turning a blind eye, not believing Blossom could do this, as she is everything nice. Possession back with Cartoon Network. Dexter kicks it long, all the way to the Looney Tunes tri-line. And Shaggy emerges from a door right by the tri-line, slides onto the ball. A beautiful team try for Cartoon Network there, and a celebration footlong sub for Shaggy. That is 12-8 to the Looney Tunes. Buttercup up to take the conversion. That's miles wide. Third Powerpuff Girl Bubbles looking on smugly from the stands while checking her insulin levels. And it's all over. 14 blistering minutes of animated action and Porky has led his team to the win. It'll be a night out on the town for the experienced Looney Tunes and straight home to bed for Cartoon Network as most of them are children. Back to you in the studio. What a game. Our first foray into rugby. Managers, how do you feel? Robin, what's up? I just don't know what to do, Tom. I had I had two superheroes, a guy who could turn into six, ten aliens, a million aliens. I had a bloody inventor masterpiece, and I lost to a team made up exclusively of animals. I, I just... I just don't... I just... I don't know anymore. <laughs> Robin, maybe your reliance on superpowers is the only reason for picking a player is not the way to go. I also had an animal myself! I had a cow! I just... Ah! Uh, this injustice will never cease to be a problem for me. Matt, you are victorious. How are you feeling? You've got, you've got to be happy with that. Webster's Dictionary defines underdog as a person who will play an entire sport, win it, and not have actually really understood the rules. That's how I feel, Tom. <laughs> well, that was, of course, our, our, our Rugby 7 special. It does not count towards the official Fantasy 5 leaderboard, so, Matt, you get the win, but it means nothing. Robin, maybe your whinging will have some effect in the future. It's impossible to tell. Yeah, bloody better. If you have enjoyed today's episode, or indeed any episode of Fantasy 5, please let us know on social media. We are at Noise Next Door, just about everywhere you could find someone on social media. Uh, thank you to our amazing producer Paul for making us sound lovely and thank you for listening. Please do follow the podcast, Fantasy 5 on your preferred podcast provider and if you can, give us a rating and a review just like MCAN228 has. Five stars. Absolutely love the podcast. Genius today and so funny to listen to. I completely agree. If you can leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. We've only had five stars so far, boys. It's getting a bit boring. Yeah, no, but I, I, would, I, like, I like that boring, though. That's <laughs> nice boring. <laughs> Next week, guys, we continue the truth bomb that we are just big children. We've had cartoons. Next week, it's computer games. <laughs> it's PlayStation versus Nintendo. We'll see you then. It's time for us to hear the showers. Well, I'm Johnny Bravo. Which of you has got the soap? Me, me. You guys seem like you have a lot of success with the ladies. Can anyone explain where I'm going wrong? Wow, Taz. You're right. No one has ever put it to me in that way before. My views are so antiquated and the spotlight has really been shone on my own personal failings and insecurities that she'll now pave the path to a life of true self-betterment and respect of others. No, baby. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.